The Matt Wyatt Show podcast is made possible by Mississippi Land Bank. Buying or selling? Make sure you go there first. Online at mslandbank.com. That's Mississippi Land Bank, where they understand the lay of the land in North Mississippi. All right, we got a birthday shout out over here on the live stream. Welcome back. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go! The home team staying connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, customer inspired. Got a happy birthday shout out. Keith is saying happy birthday to his wife. They've been married 22 years. He says, You are the big 5 0 today. Still the light of my life. Aw. Happy Veterans Day today to all who served and are currently serving. Keith, thanks for the message and happy birthday to your better half. Hope it's a good one. All right, dead gummit. Before we do anything else, here's what I was saying. Sven even took a guess at it over there on the live stream when I said there are three interesting things about this SEC football season, and that's it. And only two of them are still going on. But three things, and that's it. He took a swing at it. He said, one, Bama goes undefeated. Two, will Florida beat Georgia? And three, how will Leach develop state into the air raid? Kind of, sort of. Here it is. Okay. Number one, interesting thing. Bama versus Florida in the SEC title game. You could kind of see that brewing even before they beat Georgia. What I mean by that is, had Georgia won the game, is watching Georgia and Alabama in the title game again interesting to anybody? Not really. <laughs> What's going to happen? Bama's going to win. All right. So now we, the fact that it's, it is Florida and it is Alabama, you're like, well, Matt, the season is still ongoing. Nothing's been decided. Oh, it's decided. Uh, it's over. Over. O-V-E-R. Over. It's Florida versus Alabama. And it is, it is interesting. And if you're mulling, you find out, the way to get a team to the SEC title game is to not be in Nick Saban's division. Number one. Then the next question is, how do you beat him in the title game? Well, you're not. <laughs> okay, but that's it. So, okay, so the number one interesting thing in SEC football this year is Bama versus Florida. It's going to happen in Atlanta. Number two, I think interesting thing, is Lane Kiffin and what he's doing with the Ole Miss offense and Matt Corral. You're like, not A&M? No, not A&M. Not, let's see, who else? Matt, I mean, you got other teams, not Arkansas? No. I'm saying Lane Kiffin paired with what he's doing with Matt Corral interests everybody across the league whether they win or not. That one's still ongoing. And the third interesting thing that has already happened in SEC football this year was the Air Raid debut and they just swept all the headlines week one by wiping out, just totally toppling and wiping out the defending national champion, even though they're not even closer to related to last year's team. It's the same school. State beating LSU the way they did in week one. There they are. There it is. That's the three things. That's it. That's it. You go, yeah, well, Matt, your perspective is different than, say, an Arkansas fan. Sure it is. If you ask Hogjowl, it's a totally different thing. But what I'm doing is I'm kind of looking at this from the perspective of the whole league. 
I'm not looking at it as just a state fan. I'm not looking at it as just an Ole Miss fan or just an Arkansas fan or just a Georgia fan. No, back off and go collectively, overall, what is interesting about this year in the SEC is three things, and that's it. And only two of them are still happening. Bama, Florida. Kiffin and Corral. And three, what state did LSU? That's it. The rest of it is snooze fest. <laughs> Hate to say it. And again, I'm not here to be an opinion maker. If I was trying to do that, I'd influence everybody to think, oh boy, it's so interesting. Listen to me for three hours a day. That's just not what I'm here for. Kind of just telling you the truth. Agree, disagree, y'all hit me up, let me know. Text me on the country pleasing text line, 885-ESPN. It's a 601 number, 885-ESPN. Call me on the Divinity phone, 995-1059-601-995-1059. Fletch, you picked up on it over here on the country pleasing text. He said, Carl Speckler. Is it Speckler or Spackler? What would I say? I think I said Spackler, didn't I? Oh, I'll give you credit, man. <laughs> you knew what I was trying to say, though, right? Exactly, man. Fletch, Fletch is a good dude, but Fletch has a tendency to always be 100% correct. Oh, really? What does that mean? Yeah. He's a know-it-all? No, no, no. He just seems to pontificate <laughs> without error. <laughs> In other words, he's a smart aleck. That's well, good. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. He just know it all. <laughs> I love him to death. You know, he had shoulder surgery, and he's doing a lot better. So, That's yeah. good. Yeah. That's good. Thanks, Fletch. Um, unnamed texture said also staying on top of recruiting. Really interested in the prospect from Florida that we are still trying to get a commitment from. Would be a fantastic get for the offensive line. You know, for people who love recruiting and are really into that. Yeah, that's a year-round thing, regardless of your outcome. Right. Uh, for sure. I'm not into it. Uh, Rex, Rebel Rex, says, I'm still loving football. Ole Miss is fun to watch. The defense should keep improving. improving. And what's going to be fun, hopefully, is when Leach and Kiffin get it all together and shake up the West and both State and Ole Miss make another Sports Illustrated cover. A little different with no fans, but still got to love it. Go Rebs. Yeah, it definitely is different. You know, and I think for a lot of us, we're learning that the fan experience and the noise and stuff for a lot of people does have an impact on how you enjoy the games and all that. Um, you know, it just is what it is. But but I think for you, Rex, I mean, being an Ole Miss fan, like I said, one of the three interesting things about this year is Corral and the Ole Miss offense. And I think it sheds some light on – somebody asked this question. It, it was posed last week on Twitter. I thought it was a, an, a good question. It said, who is the – best bad team in college football who's the best bad team well Ole Miss got a lot of votes because you know a bad team well they don't have a defense that can stop anybody and therefore they've lost some games and they may lose some more but every time they run out there you watch them and you go just get off the field defense put the offense back out there somehow I want to watch this offense play you know and their offense because of their offense you enjoy watching them play, honestly. I mean, I think it is what it is. Uh, Tiger Davis says, can you ask your audience about the uh, best massage places in Jackson? He's needing help with a place that's kind of like a spa 
that he can give his wife a gift certificate. Okay, so any suggestions there, y'all, hit us up. I don't know. <laughs> Ready Teddy says, Matt, if I had hats like you, I wouldn't have hair. <laughs> See, it works both ways, JB. Uh, special oh, Ready K. Teddy. <laughs> Ready Teddy. Special K says, speaking of logos, what was with State's helmet and field logo this past weekend? Uh, it's the Flying M. It's an ode. Back, ode, homage, homage, back to the 70s. They had the Flying M logo. This says throwback uniforms. Uh, Jason in Flagstaff says, I'm so mad at people who don't wear their masks over the games being canceled, especially the high school kids. All that, let's see here, brain folks did just to have schools open and play sports. Then they're throwing it away, and the kids pay the price for the general public's pomposity. Thanks, Jason. Thank you, Jason. Uh, okay, the 80s. I said 70s. Sven said the Flying M logos from the 80s. Okay. Fleet Feet Pete says, so aren't you glad that what happens at the Masters doesn't stay at the Masters? That was a heck of a story, wasn't it? And really a true, one of those stories that, you know, it's a true story that you couldn't make it up. Pookie says, Matt Corral may be the biggest surprise to me. Hashtag Hail State. Yeah, I mean, look, my hat's off to him. I love those kinds of stories where, you know, you got a guy who was written off, you know, not benched, but really sort of surpassed or passed over last year because of the system they were running, sort of, and it was all John Rice Plumley and And in even preseason here, people like me, we were talking about Plumley and what Kiffin could do with a guy like that because of what he did with Blake Sims at Alabama. But none of us were talking about Corral, really. And then practice starts, and then you hear the first interview or two from Corral, and he sounds mature. He sounds driven, like locked in. Then he wins the job, and now, you know, he had one bad game that was Arkansas, but outside of that, nobody can stop him. Um, I think uh, my hat's off to him. I love those types of stories. JB is confirming that his cowbell has had a Flying M logo on it since 1973. Tony on the live stream says the Flying M was used from 1967 to 1971. So, uh, Sven, it was not from the 80s. It was from the late 60s and early parts of the 70s. Uh, and then this will be a good text to wrap up the hour with, and we'll get into hour two. Thibodeau says, Veterans Day story. I had a grandfather that I didn't know well, but was always told he served in Europe during World War II, awarded a silver star and a purple heart for taking grenade shrapnel, and some shrapnel was never fully removed. He died in the mid-90s with shrapnel in his rump. Tough, 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 tough. The greatest generation. No question about it. Those cats that came through World War II, they were the real deal. Hour two coming up. Y'all stick around.